G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's pre for the weekend of Saturday, March 26. I'm John Barker from Winning Post. Joining me as usual, my Winning Post colleagues, Jackpot Joel Marshall and Dynamite Dan Nuttall. Well, Joel, looks like it's going to be another wet one in Sydney as we speak on Thursday. The track is rated a soft seven, but 15 to 25 millimetres predicted for Saturday. And that's interesting because the big race, or one of the two big races, is the Tancred Stakes. And uh, of the three favourites, one of them's never seen a heavy track and the other two have never placed on one. So uh, how do you read all that? Yeah, well, it's certainly looking like being heavy. They, they did, as you said, they did improve into the soft range uh, late Wednesday and, and through Thursday, but um, more rain predicted. And if it does come, then I'm sure we're going to be on a, on a heavy track. And, yeah, it's um, I'm surprised that Think It Over hasn't sort of drifted out a little bit. I, I love the horse. He's an absolute ripper, but uh, heavy 2400's got to be a test for him. And uh, Spanish Mission, well, he's going to press forward and, I guess, um, try and lead like he did in the Australian Cup the other day. Um, yeah, there's a few question marks in that tankard. I have gone for a wet tracker in it. Uh, we'll get to that later. But, um, yeah, it's a great program. We've got uh, the Vinery as well for the Phillies, Group 1 level, and the Tullock. Well, the Tullock's really been the key lead up to the Derby in recent times. A um, number of the, the winners in the last five or six years do the backup from the Tullock uh, as opposed to the Rose Hill Guineas. And it could be more of a guide this year with Animo or don't think he's going to go to the Derby, so it could be the Tullock that's the main guide again this year. Yes, indeed. And, Dan, uh, before we get to Rose Hill, we head to the Valley on Friday night, uh, where the track will be a lot firmer, one would suggest. And we see Marabi looking to make it uh, eight in a row, a black caviar-like start to her career, admittedly much more of a late starter. Uh, than Black Caviar. Uh, can you see any of the other sprinters uh, knocking her off as she int- uh, attempts to uh, step up to Group One, uh, uh, step up to another Group One in the uh, in the William Reid? Yeah, look, I think it's certainly a, a toughest challenge. I think this, for my for mine anyway, shapes us as a, a tougher race in the uh, the Oakley Plate. She won um, a few weeks back. Um, of course, September Run, Kemmel Passer, you know those sort of horses of you know. Raced really well at this level before. Morabi um, gets a pretty decent draw and will likely roll forward again. But um, look, I don't, I don't think. Well, let me take in the shorts about her. I'd probably rather have a couple of plays than some of those horses mentioned at, at each way odds. But uh, look, shaping up is a good race, and glad they got a, a full field for the for the race. All right. Well, I think we might start there. We might uh, go slightly chronological and take you through. The card at the Valley on Friday night, which is the last of the Valley Fridays uh, for the season, uh, heading off to Cranbourne for our Friday nights thereafter. Uh, the first of the black type events at the Valley on Friday night is race three. It's the PFT Food Services Valley Pearl, 1,200-metre set weights for two-year-olds. And uh, a very interesting visitor here to my mind, is uh, number one, Bello Bow over from Tassie. Joel, what did you what did you pick here? I've gone with seven, Nanagui, who has uh, found one better at both of her starts on debut at Caulfield. And then again down the straight at Flemington, just thought she mapped well from gate four and gets her chance to notch a win. Six, Cannon, uh, one run down the straight, pulled up lame. So that was a forgive. He was kept safe there. He trialled quite well in Sydney. So I'm expecting some improvement from him. Three psychiatrists who was down from Sydney. Uh, won the maiden well at Canterbury. And then heavy 10 seemed to have his chance and probably just didn't really handle the conditions in the Todman last time out. This looks easier. And two, Sir Bailey. Disappointing in the BRC size, but maybe coming back in trip can help. Uh, seven on top from six, three and two. With the three psychiatrists on top, back onto a, a dry deck will be important. The first up win at Canterbury on a good track was um, dominant. He led all the way there and um, an impressive win in good time. And then the Todman last start in a heavy 10. Uh, look, a midfield finish wasn't wasn't a bad run by any means, but just think he's suited back onto a dry deck. We'll need a bit of luck from the draw. Um, and I think he's... Uh, one of the better horses in the race, the best horse from what I've seen, and I'm willing to put him on top of the three. Seven Nanagui, 
Um, two good runs in stakes trade on the Burwin last start. Um, all sassed up the eight. Um, thought the run at Murray Bridge on Dubu was quite good. She was a little green there. Uh, beat all by a pretty handy galloper in Twin Stars. And um, um, I think can certainly run a race here. And in for fourth, I've got the four crosswinds. Three, seven, eight, four. Interesting little race is race four at the Valley on Friday night. It is the BMD Group Sunline Stakes. 1,600 metres, fillies and mares at Wake for Age. Uh, just the one filly here in Barb Raider. Um, only the seven to face the starter, Joel, but uh, plenty of chances, I would have thought. Yeah, well, Flying Mascot's a pretty warm favourite. She's absolutely flying, but I think we can make cases for a few others. I've gone with the second favourite, Barb Raider. No reason to jump off. She's done a good job this prep, winning both starts. Came from midfield first up and then... I think Craig Williams realised that there wasn't much pressure up front in the CUNY. He put her outside the lead and she was too strong at what seems a crazy price of $8.50 there. She just continued to drift, but she got the job done. So I'll stick with her from Flying Mascot. She's been in great form. That was a terrific win in the Matron last time out. She probably had all, all favours in the mannerism, um, but she settled a little bit further back the other day at Flemington, just a different string to her bow. Uh, one shout the bar could be the big improver onto a drier track. Uh, she was just thrashed there and the guy Walter first up. She's better than that. She can mix her form, but she is a group one winner in Mayor's grade. And she's often contested, uh, contested races against the boys since she won that Empire Rose in 2020. So she can improve and six groovy kind of love. Uh, I tipped her against Flying Mascot the other day. James McDonald gave her every chance. I think she'll run well, but I can't see her turning the tables on Flying Mascot. Seven on top from three, one and six. Yeah, on two with Barb Raider. Um, the, the two wins first and second up have been very good and perhaps maybe thought might be she might be tackling a little bit longer this stage of the preparation but the way she's going uh, this time in Jerome Hunter thought no reason to step her up in trip state 1600 metres got 54 kilos here in this race and um, look she'll sit outside flying mascot it'll be a good duel in the straight but I'm going to at the price I'd rather back her at uh, 370 or thereabouts, and the flying mascot at odds on. And this is a second pick flying mascot, just flying his preparation. I think um, if they <clears throat> would have run, run her in the All Star Mile, she certainly would have given a good sight um, up on the pace. In for third, Quantum Mechanic. Um, it was good form here at the Valley over this trip. Um, and then for fourth, thought the bit of an even bunch there for fourth. I chucked in bound to win the bigger price of the, the remaining horses. Um, I think her form is preparations better than it looks on paper. Uh, here, Rockard fit fourth up. One numbers seven, three, two, and then five. Uh, we may as well do race five uh, because it's not a stakes race, but it's always of interest, and it is the Ladbrokes fifty-five second challenge final, nine hundred and fifty-five meter benchmark, ninety worth one hundred and thirty thousand. Joel. Yeah, I have gone with number three, Esther La Rocca, who's had the uh, two runs this time in. Uh, third in the small field at Caulfield, wasn't beaten far. Now, I thought pretty good down the straight last time out. It was a bit of a blanket finish. She was right there, only half a length off Melkovich. Um, gets the claim, can just sit just off the speed here, which is probably going to be set by Yulong Command. And I thought she'd have the last crack at him, who will be very hard to run down. Six Lady Solly's got a good record here. Four wins from eight goes. Uh, she's dropping four kilos off her last start win. And five Space Boy, he'll be up near the front too. He's a quick horse down from Sydney. And uh, it certainly needs to be respected. He can be a bit hit and miss, though. Three on top from one, six, and five. Yeah, with three as well, I thought Nursella Rocco was one of the better bets of the night. Um, she's been very good in two starts, this preparation. Get back now to a track she really loves racing at. She's won twice here, um, but she's thrown in some good, some pretty decent stakes races last preparation, um, sort of early spring. and. She held her own. She was second to Ballistic Lover in a listed race here, half a length away, and then ran well behind the Inferno in a group two at Wait for Age. So well, it's a track. As Joel said, the, the map sort of sees her certainly just off the pace and um, well, plenty of time in the straight to run the, run the leader down, Yulong Command, who is flying and is my second pick. Um, five wins, six starts at the Valley is an excellent record, obviously, and gets will lead again from barrier one uh, with a two-kilo claim up. Bless her, uh, hasn't won for some time, but a very good horse on her day and can come up fresh. And in 
of the eight, the last Napoleon, who seldom runs poorly here at the Valley. Um, and up to these, uh, despite doesn't doesn't win much at all, but up to these and could be running on into third. Three, one, two, and eight. Race six at the Valley on Friday night is a benchmark 64. So straight across to the big one, race seven, three-point motors, William Reed stakes, 1,200 metres, standard weight for age, worth a million bucks. Joel? Yeah, Marabi's going to be very hard to beat, but I can't overlook the odds of number one tracking. I know he's got a couple of duck eggs next to his name, his last couple of runs, but 26 and $5, I think it's just ludicrous odds. Should be half of that, at least. We know he's a, a proven group one performer. It's been a little while between wins, but he's run some cracking races, in particular here at the Valley. And he's placed four from five at the track. Just forget the first up run. He was down on the straight. Um, down on the inside part of the straights, wet ground, 63 kilos. It was more or less a barrier trial, I would have thought. Um, his, yeah, there's not too many poor runs on dry tracks from him. And I just think he's crazy over. So I've gone with him to beat Marabi, who I guess she's probably going to hit the wall at some stage this prep, but uh, they're spacing her runs and she just continues to win. So no real knock, but $1. sixty. I don't, I can't come in at that. 13 Marine one in for third, the stable mate. Shocking gate to contend with, but similar story. They've spaced his runs. Um, he's holding his form. It was a strong win in the Rubiton. Uh, the form out of that race held up with uh, the runner-up Oxley Road running a place behind Moravia in the Oakley Plate, so you can sort of tie that form in. Three, the Inferno in for four. Uh, very good in the Moyer at this track back in the spring. Uh, not sure he really handled the straight track first up, so I thought he could improve. One on top for me each way from 9, 13, and 3. Yeah, with Morabi on top as well. But, yeah, as I said earlier, he won't be taking that short price. Um, look, the open plate win was was very good. Sitting on the hot speed there. Strode clear in the straight. And, look, away game uh, was eating to the margin late. But Morabi had already put the race to bed at that stage. This, the form of the Valley's um, outstanding. Three wins here from three starts of uh, combined margin from over 12 lengths. So, <clears throat> handles the track well. Um, she'll be hard to hard to run down, um, but just prefer to probably play little bets on a couple of the others. Uh, two Jonker was probably would have been the second pick before the barrier draw. He's uh, but he's drawn poorly here, so he's been relegated to third pick behind September Run. Who look good to see us sort of return to um, some sort of form in the new market. I don't think. With that said, I don't think her form last preparation in the spring was all too bad. It was just. Um, sort of fourth, fifth, sixth midfield finishes and not finishing too far away, but I guess not the results we, we're used to seeing from her. Um, 1,200 metres is her best trip um, and sort of like trekking. She hasn't won here at the track before, but I think a couple, she's run some a couple of good races at this track at, at the highest level September run. So um, two-time winner second up. I think she's the best each way player in the race. Jonka, better than what we saw first up there. Of course, won the Manicato here in the spring. And Campbell Pass, a very good, uh, he's got very good form in Melbourne. Um, a recent jump out winner leading, a recent trial winner at Murray Bridge leading into this. So most the nine on top. I think the eight, two and four are worth small each way. Specs at around 20 to one. All righty, that takes care of the black type at the Valley. We have heard both your value bets. Uh, that was race seven, number one, trekking for Joel and but Dan, it was race three, number three, psychiatrist. Haven't heard about either of your top tips on the Valley program. So, Joel, you kick us off in the last race. Yeah, and the last uh, is a black type race, Sparks. It oh, is sorry. the Group Three Al Alexandra Stakes. So we can cover that with my best. Um, good price, number five, Dussur. Thirteenth of fourteen first up, but just never got out. So put a pen through that. Uh, Daisy's had the flashing lights out of that race, and, and she's a chance here for sure, but there wasn't much between them in the spring. Dessur had her measure in the in the Oaks. Um, she's a talented filly, this Dessur, and I think, she, look, Valley might not be her track, but she's good odds, and thought she'd run a really good race each way. Eight, so you see, I've got in for second. No luck in the CUNY. Perhaps could have beaten Barbarator there, had she got clear. It was a bit of a bunch finish, and there was a couple of other unlucky runners in the race too, but it was certainly a, a very good performance. One, Bonza Perla, who comes through the Australian Guineas against the boys. That was a cracking run. She ran up to win a couple of hundred metres out. Certainly a very good performance. And six, Fortunate Kiss, I've thrown in for four, who 
It was a good winner at Flemington, second up, holding on from Cardigan Queen. So uh, tricky race, and she's good odds, but I've made her my best to saw. Uh, five on top from eight, one and six. Yeah, and you may as well uh, give us your thoughts on that race as well, and then just tell us about your best. Yeah, we'll do. Uh, Daisy's on top in the last. Um, excellent run first up. Look, was obviously my horse on a that's uh, get over a bit of ground considering her deeds in the spring. Ethereal win over 2,000 metres and then ran well in an Oaks and a wakeful. Um, but she was excellent over 1,400 metres first up at Flemington in restricted room, much of the straight. Um, but really powered to the line, went out. Um, we should have finished a bit closer there and in the, in the minor money at least, but it was an excellent return all the same um, to 1,600 metres. I'm going to follow her this preparation and go put her on top. And this three ancient girl, talented filly, um, Look, don't think she beat a whole heap in the Moorfield Guineas, but the win was very impressive to the eye. Found the front and was never looked like being caught. Never looked like being caught there. Um, <clears throat> that was her first go at the mile. So, obviously, handles that uh, just fine. One Bonzer Pearl, excellent in the Australian Guineas. Here, fourth up and six Fortunate Kiss. Um, deserved winner last start, even though the runner-up cutting queen was quite unlucky. She certainly had been... Running good races, fortunate kiss without running and uh, without winning with that whole heap of luck. So it was good to see her um, get the job done last start. But two on top of three, one and six. Uh, regarding my best bet, comes up in the first. Uh, was quite keen on Zerastro at Flemington first up. Just didn't seem to handle the straight his first go there at Flemington. Um, did pull up lame as well. So a couple of excuses. Um, wasn't far away in fourth there, but the. Had plenty of support that day. Went into a uh, sort of a warm favourite and, yeah, as I said, just a couple of excuses. So worth forgiving that. They really, really like the trials in Sydney leading in. So um, I'm with him to bounce back, uh, getting back around to Ben. So race one, number two, Zerastro, my best. All righty. Heading into Saturday and the big meeting, of course, is at Rose Hill where, as we mentioned, soft seven, but... Plenty of rain forecast for Friday, so we'd think we'd get into the heavy range. First of the black type races, and there's plenty of them. First is race two. It's the Schwepper Vessence, 1,400-metre Group 3 quality for two-year-olds. John? Yeah, well, the two I like here are both emergencies. One needs two scratchings, the other needs four. So, um, yeah, these numbers might change come race day. But uh, I'm with 16 Matcha Latte on top, who's the second emergency. Uh, this son of Maurice debuted at Canterbury midweek meeting, was kept safe there and a pretty decent maiden at $7.50. Just had no luck. He drew five of eight, but he's back and he just found himself three wide at the rear of the field with no way of slotting in. So he just stayed there. Uh, he really hit the line late. Third fastest last 200 of the day. I thought it was an outstanding performance. So whilst this is tougher, I think he's a bit un unexposed and got a bit of upside this float. 18 to his credit if he sneaks in. He's a real threat as well. Uh, came through a decent maiden at Warwick Farm on debut and then stayed at 1,300 when I thought he was looking for further. And he just got held up and, and stopped in his tracks at a key stage there behind Williamsburg. Uh, Williamsburg's a key hope here. I've got him in for fourth. He's run well in the Pago Pago. And just uh, splitting those two, number two boyfriend I've got in for third who has been racing really well. He just sort of hasn't quickened and then sort of be, become a little bit one pace in all those runs. He's really desperate for 1,400 and he gets that here. And Brenton Abdullah has been riding Williamsburg. He hops on to boyfriend. So probably um, gives you a bit of a lead there, but uh, 16, 18, two and three for me at this stage. Yeah. And with the two on top boyfriend, as Joel said, I think you're really looking for 1,400 meters as Colts. Um, strong late in the Todman seconds to Good cold in Shazarden, um, but now 1,400 metres, fourth up. <clears throat> um, looks a good recipe for him, and he's back in grade, finding, finding a weaker race. So the two on top, in for second, I've got the 10, Moko. has uh, had two runs in Melbourne, this preparation. Um, not much luck last start at Flemington down the straight, a slowly run race, sort of got a bit of a check. But here, third up, um, yeah, with a race a bit more tempo, I think will help her. Seven standing order. Uh, thought the really liked the run behind Williamsburg on debut. Then went to the Black Opal second up and didn't have a whole heap of luck there at uh, Canberra. Um, the wide draw, obviously a little bit of a concern, but 
They will be getting back and running on. 1,400 metres will suit him as well. In for fourth, I've got 16, Machilade. 2, 10, 7, 16. Race three at Rose Hill on Saturday. First, Neville Selwood Stakes, 2,000 metre group three. Set weights and penalties for four years old and up, Joel. Yeah, interesting race. Um, most or a few of these come through the sky high a couple of weeks ago. That was won by Stockman. Stockman was entered here as well, but they've elected to go to uh, the tank grid later on. Um, I'm going for one just outside of that race in the mare down towards the bottom, number 13, Polly Gray. Just hoping she can bounce back. That was a rare poor run from her on a wet track in the Coolmore, but she was coming back 100 metres and 1,500 is probably not really her go. She was on the seven-day backup at only her second run this time in, and Brendan Abdullah thought she didn't really handle the backup. So I think if you can forgive that run, she drops to 53 and a half. So she's on the minimum for the highest rated runner in the field. So she's very well placed under the set weights and penalties conditions. The step up to this uh, 2,000 metre distance is right up her alley, and she's going to get wet ground to suit and a nice, lovely draw to work with. So 7 or $8, she's a good each-way player. I think she'll bounce back. Uh, for Mount Popa, who runner, was runner-up behind Stockman in the Sky High. He was only second up there. He should be ready to peak. Five Sky Lab, he was also second up in that race. And he was jumping from 1,400. Just uh, was a little bit one pace there. I think he'll be fitter and uh, he can improve. And six Maximal, I've thrown into fourth. I'm not sure where he's at because he's had two absolute shockers. I thought he was much better than that. Uh, John O'Shea thought the blinkers being on first up was uh, an issue. I thought he was pretty plain in the Australian Cup. Maybe wet ground can help. 13 from 4, 5 and 6. Yeah, and with Mount Popper on top, I think his two runs back from a spell have, have been um, been pretty good. The first one in the Chipping Norton, <clears throat> big odds there, wait for age, probably not suited, but wasn't far away. Uh, within three lengths, are very elegant there. And and up to 2,000 metres last start, good behind an elite wet tracker in Stockman. So uh, ready to peak here third up, 55 kilos. I think he's um, will be toughest to beat. Have to put the 13 in next, Polly Gray. Um, she, as Joel said, just didn't – pretty poor run from her last start, but she's clearly better than that. She just loves this sort of ground. Back to 53.5 kilos and the distance she's um, had a bit of success over. She can certainly hit back. Six maximal. I'm going to give him one more chance. He's tested in good company this preparation. Just hasn't seemed to uh, hasn't seemed to fire. Um, uh, but I think I'm going to give him one more go here. Back in grade, third up, and in for fourth. Uh, the one Yonkers uh, four on top of thirteen, six, and then one. Race four at Rosehill on Saturday. Yarraman Park, Tullock Stakes, 2,000 metre group two set weights for three-year-old Colts and Geldings, Joel. Yeah, I'm with Tommy Berry again here. Number three, character. Uh, he's looks like he's an improved horse since being gelded. He was going around in the spring in the distance races. He ran in the Victoria Derby. He was well beaten there, but had a few issues. Um, his prior runs were, were solid, but... I think he's improved. He carried 60 kilos first up at Kembler against the older horse. He was held up for a long way down the straight, burst through late and won, and then thought he batted on really well in the far lap. But, you know, it was $26 there. It was certainly a tough test, and I thought he came through it with flying colours. Gets a, a nice run from the from the good gate and a pretty wide open affair. I've gone with him each way. Can save on number seven, Gel Mari, who sort of comes out of nowhere for this, but um, uh, that's nothing new for Danny Williams in recent times. This... Oh. Bloke was excellent when he's maiden at Nowra, then came back to 1400 and that was against him. And they took on the Group 2 Ajax at $101. He probably should have been three times that. But his last 100 metres and even just past the line, he was surging past the place getters there. It was a pretty good run. You have to think the step up in distance is going to suit. Uh, five Sword Point was uh, a roughie that I quite liked in last week's Rose Hill Guineas, but they scratched him, saved him for this. Uh, he was seven and a half weeks between runs last time out. His previous 2,000 metre run was a very easy win. And uh, the Murray Baker, Andrew Forsman, Kiwis up the top coming through the New Zealand derby. I don't think it's been an overly strong year for the New Zealand three-year-old stayers this year, but um, got to respect those two. And I'll throw Regal Lion in as my fourth pick just ahead of White Noise. But three on top from seven, five and one. I'm with the five on top sword points. Uh, keen to see him at 2,000 metres considering the strength of that win. Two back um, at the trip. will be at a benchmark 78, but he did it very easily. 
um, I think he'll roll forward and, and certainly be in this for a long way. So I think he will be the best value for me on the card. Sword point race four, number five, three character. Um, excellent win first up and then good second up a row. So 2,000 metres here will suit him. Um, he sort of was running well over this, these sort of trips um, towards the, sp- the back end of his spring campaign. In for third, I got money from the sky. Um, now he's got the, the win under the belt last start. He was taken back to a golden maiden and, and relished the heavy nine. I think class took a long way there, but um, it was impressive win to the eye and um, bred to handle the trip. In for fourth, I got the four, uh, Maurice, Maurice, me dad. Five, three, 13 and four. Race five at Rose Hill on Saturday. Canadian Club Emancipation Stakes, 1,500 metres. Group two, set weights and penalties for fillies and mares, Joel. Yeah, pretty wide open race, although the market's really honed in on number seven, Anna Visto, ever since the noms were out on Monday. And she's going to be very hard to beat. She looks to have gone to a new level this prep. That was a strong win at Flemington first up. I've got her in for second. I've went the way of number five, Expat, who uh, I wasn't with in the Coolmore, but I thought she ran quite well. She... She gave a good kick on the turn and then just knocked up in the last furlong. It was her second run back from a bit of a let up, 1,500 metres. And I think she just looked a run short to me. So with that under the belt, uh, she should get pretty, you know, pretty comfortable lead here. Evangelical, no doubt, press forward as well. But uh, I think Expat can hold her out. And um, yeah, I think she should, looks ready to peak here. Seven Anavisto, as mentioned, she looks to have come back in superb order. Uh, Ten promise of success ran on hard in the Coolmore after getting a fair way back. Hopefully she can settle a little bit closer here. She's certainly knocking on the door. And six, kiss on all four cheeks. Well, she's also coming off a dominant win at Flemington against the boys. Just, um, you know, whether she handles the real wet stuff. She's won a couple of times on soft over there in Perth. She is a a top-class mare, so you wouldn't want to be uh, risking her too much. Five on top for me from seven, ten, and six. I'm going to stick with Promise of Success. I've been with her um, all throughout this preparation. And look, she doesn't get to win one this prep, but uh, she's been running well. She was set a task in the Coolmore last start and um, I thought worked home really well there into fourth. <coughs> um, just a shade over two. Lakes by Lighthouse. She got that form around Forbidden Love prior to that run. And um, that form obviously looks elite now. So yeah, fourth up. I'm going to give her one more chance on top here. The 10, the nine Kiku's a bit gruffy. She look at every, every chance last start. She loomed up like she was sort of going to be one of the ones um, in the finish. Just couldn't match it with the, the Quinella there in the Ajax. Um, <clears throat> similar conditions here, but uh, look, very consistent mare. I think well over the odds at 30 to one. Anna Visto seven, clearly the one to beat that first up win was excellent. Um, see how wet it will be here but the, the, the form on, on soft ground um, she's got a uh, looks likely she'll handle the whatever conditions are sort of uh, presented to her and in for fourth I've got the one hungry heart thought the first up run was quite good uh, in a stronger race <coughs> uh, second up uh, slightly longer trip both ticks 10 9 7 1 Race six at Rose Hill on Saturday. ACY Securities, Doncaster Prelude, 1,500-metre Group 3 quality, Joel. Yeah, well, I've gone with number five imaging here. You couldn't be too confident because it's been just over two years since he last won a race, uh, winning the Ajax. But in that time, he hasn't had a lot of luck and he hasn't been on heavy ground much. He's a very good wet tracker, this bloke. On top of the ground, he should have gone close, should have finished in the placings at least in the Wink Stakes first up last prep. He didn't have much luck. Um, his form tapered off a little bit, but for a break, so I just saw 55 and a half on ground. He likes, he goes well fresh. He's worth thought each way at, at you know, he's met $10. You wouldn't want to take much shorter than that. 11 hour playboy in for second. This is another one that was backed as soon as uh, the noms came out on Monday. Jamie Carr booked, no weight, loves wet tracks and ran very well on top of the ground first up. So I think he's going to run well. Uh, in for third number two, Just Folk. He's up two and a half kilos, but it's a similar sort of affair to what he contested last time in the Ajax. He's a good wet tracker, this bloke. And in for fourth, number four, Brutality. 
I think they're waiting to put the blinkers on on the quick backup in the Doncaster next week, which worked in the Villiers. He's going pretty well and he'll, he'll run well again, um, but probably looking to peak next week. Five for me from 11, two and four. Yeah, pretty keen on the 11-hour playboy. Um, the wet track form is uh, is is very, very good. The, the win that took me was Sunshine Coast Guineas or um, a couple of preps ago on a wet track, one by nearly six lengths. Um, <clears throat> she's, he clearly gets through the ground very well. The second up win, last preparation, was, was excellent. Ran it up there. That was on a dry track. So sort of put those doubts about whether he can get – uh, he raced well on a dry track compared to a wet track, but his wet track horse is, is superior. And the first up run I thought was very good, working well to the line. Um, back to 53 kilos here. Good second up four, second up horse, as I mentioned, and um, ticks a lot of boxes for me. So he's on top, the 11, 12 Coast Watch. Um, I think he can bounce back to form here with the 53 kilos on his back. The win first up was, um, was very good in the Autumn Stakes, a fighting win there. And uh, I think better than what we saw last start. He's over the odds. Five imaging. Uh, good first up form. And he's running uh, you know, stronger races to this and stood up in for fourth. I have the two just folk. Um, excellent first uh, Excellent win at Rose Hill last starts. Um, I think he can go on with it. 11, 12, 5, and 2. And... Race seven is the first of the big ones. It's uh, also the first leg of the quaddy. The Kia Tankred Stakes, 2,400 metre, group one, standard weight, weight for age, worth one and a half million, Joel. Yeah, as I touched on earlier, uh, I'm going for, with you know, a few wet track queries here, I'm going for one that uh, loves the wet tracks, and that's number four, Stockman. He just has sort of improved every preparation, this bloke. Um you know, he's got to prove himself a weight for age at Group 1 level, but I think he gets conditions to do so. He just found 1,600 at weight for age, too short first up, but then got to 2,000 in the sky high and, and was too strong. He gets a, a nice run here. You know, he usually settles back half, but he doesn't have to be in the last two or three from that gate. And yeah, I think at $14, $15, he's a good play each way. Two Spanish, uh, Spanish mission looks ready to peak. He ran along at a genuine tempo in the Australian Cup second up and held on very well. He was just no match late for uh, the closers, Dewis, and think it over. But he'll be fitter and the step up in distance suits. And I've got those other two coming out of the Australian Cup. 11, Dewis showed a really neat turn of foot there to put them away. Uh, she's had a few misses on heavy ground, but her chipping Norton run on heavy ground was very good. Uh, two runs back, but she had no luck. So I think she can get through it okay. And one think it over. The conditions are the query with him, especially at this distance, but he's very consistent. You know, he didn't really handle the ground on the chipping Norton second up, but he was beaten less than a length and a half. So he'll run you a, a good, tough race. And if, um, if he is able to handle it, well, he can certainly win because his class will take him a long way. But four each way for me from 2, 11, and 1. I thought the two second. Spanish fish... Sorry, Dan, go. You're, you're right. I thought the two uh, Spanish mission in the Australian Cup was a was a big run. He let up, set a a quick tempo, and was there at the end. Um, Juas sort of did have his measure on the line, but uh, considering you know Juas was the one who benefited off that quick tempo, Spanish mission stuck on well, and he'll only improve up to twenty four hundred meters here. Um, <clears throat> so he's on top for me. Uh, in for second, we got the eleven Juas, excellent win in that Australian Cup. Um, uh, I think 2,400 metres will be okay for her, even though the, the only run at that trip was in a Caulfield Cup. She didn't fire there. In for third, think it over. And fourth, uh, the wet tracker Stockman. 2, 11, 1 and 4. Second leg of the quaddy and second of the group ones is race eight, the Vinery Stud Stakes, 2,000 metres. Uh, group one set weights for three-year-old fillies. These heading to the Oaks. It's usually the best reference. It's worth a uh, well, bottom dollar for a group one in half a million. But uh, as I say, still um, they're still pretty keen to win it. Joel, what do you like? Yeah, I've been uh, with Pretty Amazing right through here, and I think she can take the next step to group one level. Really like this filly. She uh, was... A maiden winner off a bit of a break at her second start, went to Canterbury, rounded up her rivals with the, the fastest late splits of the night and then ticked the wet box at Goulburn the other day in the Kembla Grange Classic. It was a strong, powerful win down the outside. There's a bit more depth here, obviously, but I think uh, with James McDonald in the saddle, 
she can take another step and become a Group 1 winner. Uh, 12 Pink Ivory is a roughie that I can have a, a bit of a saver on. She's very well bred out of that Good Mare Lotteria. She's coming along really well, and that was a strong win at Newcastle. She cleared out there, and the runner-up, Tipatina, who had beaten her at a previous run, I see he's gone to the spelling paddock, but he's a promising stain type from the Godolphin camp, and I think that form will hold up okay. A four fangirl in for th third. She was a bit flat in the far lap. Um, Tommy Berry thought that, you know, the, the speed came out of the race in the middle stages, and it's probably true because one, two, three ran one, two, three, and she just sort of plugged away there and forth. I think she'll handle the step up in distance, and certainly, you know, she's got the class to be winning a race like this. And I'll put three never been kissed in for fourth. Uh, she comes through the far lap as well, and stepping to 2000 looks a real plus uh, third up. Just probably doesn't want it to be the heavy nine or heavy ten. Um, Heavy eight, soft seven, probably ideal for her. Keen on pretty amazing seven from 12, four and three. With one that uh, Joel didn't mention in the six, Gypsy Goddess, who comes out of an Eagle Farm three-year-old handicap race. Not normally the the form to go by in a race like this, but you look at the, the way she won that race and it was, um, it was some sort of effort. She was first up 1,600 metres um, at the back, tracked wide on the turn and a bit to do and... Uh, when asked for an effort for, by a rider, she just let down nicely, shut off a really dazzling turn of foot and raced away from to uh, uh, to improve her record of five wins from five starts. She's a Group 3 winner at 2,100 metres. Um, I think here will, she'll certainly relish a 2,400-metre trip of the Oaks next start, but I think going well enough to, to uh, be good enough and even win a race like this here. Uh, <clears throat> a very promising filly from a... Uh, Tarzino Philly, obviously a derby winner. So bred to be a good stayer and, um, yeah, it looks the one to beat for mine anyway. The six Gypsy Goddess, seven pretty amazing. has really come of age of late. <clears throat> uh, the the two the win at Canterbury was excellent from a long way back and then and then being able to tick the wet track box at, in the Kembley Grange Classic last start. Um, he's clear second, she clears second pick. Stable weight fangirl, um, too talented a filly to... Um, drop off after one poor run last starts. Um, tested at this trip, but um, I think she'll be able to, to handle it. And in for fourth, I've got the five, Mokalua. Gypsy Goddess on top, though, for me, the six of seven, four, and five. Yeah, well, pay attention, listeners, to uh, Dan there with Gypsy Goddess because uh, David Van Dyke is his interview on page 95 of your winning post this week, and uh, your strike rate's been pretty freakish, Dan. Uh, you got thing, uh, you got uh, fire burn last week. I mean, admittedly, with two shots at it, with uh, Gary <laughs> still at paying twelve bucks. That's all right. Yeah. And in the week before, we had Jewess, and uh, there's been a couple more, hasn't there, in, in recent times? Yeah, there was certainly one before Jewess. I'm not sure if it was the week before or the might have been a couple of weeks before. So. Yeah, on a hot spell, but now that we've made mention of it, we've probably um, put the mock. Yeah, that's, on what, it. That's, so, that's, that's why I mentioned it. I wanted to put yeah. a stop to it. All right. Uh, <laughs> race nine at Rose Hill on Saturday. E Group Security, Star Kingdom Stakes, 1200 meter Group 3, a quality job. A 13 Gravina for me. Just was very good on the heavy track first up, uh, giving six kilos to Taxu, who came out and won the following start. Went to the Carton and was very good there, getting back and running on well behind Shelby 66, which is a good form line. Uh, stays down in the weights, 53, third up, hard to beat. Uh, in for second, number two, Splintex, who's got 58 and a half. I think that's okay for him. Uh, saved for this from the Galaxy last week, where he would have been giving a bit more weight away. He's got a good second up record. He won the Bobby Lewis second up last prep, and he can get through heavy ground. Eight Quantico, I was with in the new market. There was good late support for him, but it just proved too tough a task. Um, you know, if we're on soft six or better, I'm tipping him quite convincing you know, to win this convincingly. But heavy eight, heavy nine, just a different story. So he's in for third, but he can win because he's pretty talented. And eight, uh, he's very talented himself, but he's got a few uh, quirks, a few issues. But um, he's opened up quite short, two dollars ninety. He'll certainly be up on speed and be giving them plenty to catch. Um, and yeah, he can certainly win. But I've gone with thirteen Gravina from two, eight, and eighteen. Yeah, big fan of the the Colt Mao Tai. Um, first up win, 
a couple of months ago now, uh, all the way win over Siler Impact. It was a good effort there. He's had a bit of a freshen up. I think part of the reason he's starting so short here is that the Rose Hill trial a couple of days ago won that by 10 lengths. Um, went all the way there on a heavy track as well. So <clears throat> for a good draw, uh, certainly take some beating in this. Um, and he's on top for me. Eight Quantico. Um, willing to be slightly figuring the run in the new market first up. Um, back into a bit more of a suitable race for him. 54 kilos and a very good second up horse. 13 Gravina and two Splintex round out the numbers. But yeah, 18 on top now, Ty. Of top of eight, 13 and two. Alrighty, that uh, takes care of the black type on a massive Rose Hill program. To uh, reiterate, to recap the uh, best and the specials on the program, Joel, uh, Joel's top tip, race eight, number seven, pretty amazing. And his value bet, race three, number 13, Polly Gray. Dan's best, race six, number 11, our playboy. And value bet, race four, number five, Sword Point Metro Racing in Melbourne or at least in Victoria on Saturday, is uh, not sure whether Mornington is uh, counted as part of Melbourne or not. But anyway, it is at Mornington. And there's two stakes races on the program, starting in uh, there's a couple of pretty ordinary races on the program too. But uh, <laughs> we start with the black type. We start in race six. Uh, Ned's Mornington Cup, 2,400-metre listed race. Uh, I think it gets still gets a golden ticket into the Caulfield Cup, does it not? But uh, we've only got eight here. Joel, how did you read this one? Yeah, indeed. Caulfield Cup ticket up for grabs. Um, you probably want Crystal Pegasus or Pondus to win it, to, I guess, for it to, to really mean anything. But, um, yeah, and they're the two, I think, that can fight out the finish. Uh, Crystal Pegasus just continues to win. Stepped out beyond 2,000 the other day, 2,600, and absolutely bolted in beating Tiger Tiger, who beat all but one in the Adelaide Cup at his next start. So I think he can win again. Pondus on the quick backup. Interesting to see how he'll handle that. It was a strong win last time out. Um, we've seen glimpses of his best here in Australia, but that was his best performance in probably the softest race he's run in. If he handles the backup, he's certainly going to be hard to beat. Three Sacramento went to the front. It was a pretty good carnival to do that at Canberra couple of weeks ago and it was a strong win from the front no doubt he'll be uh, making the pace here again and one defibrillate pretty consistent uh, he's some sort of a chance as well four two three one yeah made crystal pegasus my best of the day at mornington uh, look i thought he was a pretty talented stale progressive one and whilst i thought he'd win last start up to 2600 meters i didn't expect him to win as easy as he did he had the race wrapped up a long way out it was a dominant display, and as Joel said, the runner-ups come out and um, freak the form somewhat. So uh, he's clearly the one to beat for my crystal Pegasus of that of that performance. Defibrillate in next. Really like the win first up, two thousand meters of plenty of uh, trials and jump outs. Um, look on the turn, just closed nicely there behind Pondus. They're giving that horse a couple of kilos. They meet on level weights here. Pondus in for third for me, and then for fourth. To do start, I thought ran on quite well in the Canberra Cup from a long way back. Um, but Crystal Pegasus is clearly the one in this. Four, one, two, and six. And, uh, yeah, I'm making it unanimous with Crystal Pegasus to beat Ponda, Sacramento, and Defibrillate. Four, two, three, and one. And the other black type race is race seven at Mornington. It is the Ned's Hariba Stakes, 1,200 metre Listed handicap worth 200,000, John. I've gone with six La Mexicana here. Very consistent mare. Um, like her form through Bella Nipotina. Last prep, she didn't have a lot of luck in the group one Manicato when they threw her into the deep end. Just going to need a little bit of luck from that tricky gate. But if she gets it, I think she can run very well. Two Signor Fox down from Sydney. They're avoiding the wet tracks there. He's a pretty talented performer. Um, been placed in a couple of group ones. He's oh, got 59 kilos, but I think he's pretty well placed in a race like this. Five superior in for third, finding it hard to win, but he's racing very well. And in for fourth, uh, the other mare, number 12, award winner. It just came through some benchmark form to gain some black type there down in Tassie. She just uh, might have her confidence up. And, you know, this is... Um, 
probably a little bit tougher, but I think she can run well at a bit of odds. I've left uh, the astrologist uh, the astrologist out of my numbers. He certainly got to be included if he's here, but I do think he's going to the valley on Friday night. Six on top from two five twelve. Well, one a bit of odds. The ten Maritana. I thought the first up win was enormous. Um, sort of sitting three wide on a hot speed um, and was far too good for them there. And with the, the two, the other two leaders in the race sort of um, compounding in the straight to sort of add merit to that win, just adding to a 1200 meter form, six wins from nine starts. Now I dare say he'll get cover. Um, Carleen Heffel will get cover with him from barrier six, a bit of speed engaged here and looks to settle around probably two pairs off the speed and should get every chance. And, Clever won't be too far back as well, which you can't be at Mornington, and he'll get every chance to <clears throat> to reel him in. I thought it was well over the odds in this. Obviously, a better race to what he saw first up, but um, I think he can make his presence felt at least. In for second, La Mexicana, um, good fresh horse, fifty-four kilos, ticks a lot of boxes here. Superium, I think running out, running well this prep without reward, and in for fourth, I got the two Signore Fox. Um, my numbers, the 10 on top of 6, 5, and 2. Uh, well, I've got the astrologist on top, though, as Joel says, uh, more likely to go to the William Reed to beat Superium, Signore Fox, and Vainstream. So that's 1, 5, 2, and 8. But uh, I will chuck in uh, La Mexicana of 6 uh, if the astrologist is not there. Um my best on the program comes up in the last race, nine number 10, Savannah Cloud, and my value bet race, three number five, Starry Legend. Joel, tell us about your specials. Yeah, uh, my best is race two, number one, Yaki Ishi. Uh, this is one of the uh, sort of moderate races you were talking about earlier. Barks on the card, and look, he's, you know, what is he? I think he's $2.40 and do it last, $1.80. They look to dominate, both coming through the size. Uh, I like Yaki Ishii in the, in the VRC size the other day, and that was massive odds, and they went forward, and he held on very well. So, look, he's a, a little bit short for, for my liking, but I think he can win. And uh, my value, race eight, number five, sharp response from the Julius uh, Sandu Yard. Thought he was okay in the Australian Guineas. Um, it was a fast-run race. He got back. He sort of... Battled away quite well, finishing just off midfield. His previous form was good without much luck at the Valley and in the Autumn Stakes behind Coast Watch. I think that sort of form rate's pretty highly here. A lot of these are coming out of uh, softer races and he's a good each way quote. So I was happy to be with him as my value bet. Uh, my best in value we've covered, best in the cup. Uh, Crystal Pegasus, six, number four, and the value in the Hariba, race seven, number 10, Maritana. All righty, across to Adelaide, they're racing on mainly on the parks track, but uh, there's a couple of races on the main track, including the main race, which is the Claire Lindop Stakes, race seven, set weights and penalties for three-year-old fillies over 1,600 metres. Dan? I like the nine, last girl, Love. She was my best on the card last start, and... Um, she had a chance. She did cover a little bit of ground in the run, but did have a chance to, to run down Rich Gina, but that horse was too tough and um, it was a brave chase in the second by Last Girl Love. She's drawn one here and uh, the way I see the map, the, the speed map playing out, she will lead this. Um, Rich Gina is also in the race, but she's drawn quite wide and from barrier, barrier one, I think Last Girl Love will be able to lead control and, and take plenty of running down. She's a very talented filly. And I think she can um, add a black tight win early on in her career here. So nine on top. In for second, I have the five perceptive. Uh, was big odds first up at Flemington in uh, race one by Fortunate Kiss. And she just never really um, had much luck in the straight there. And wasn't beaten far, but uh, certainly could have finished closer. Um, did win. It was a brave winner second up last time in at Sandown Hillside. Um, I second contend with a wide draw, but I, think, I thought she was just a touch of overs in this race. In for third, I have the one mac and cheese, strong winner first up, um, getting the gap late, and fourth is Prefer Us. Uh, was impressive winner last start, and then has since had a, a trial win at Murray Bridge. My numbers, nine, a five, one, 11. 
And your specials at Morganville come up earlier in the program. Yeah, the best comes up in race number two. Um, the horse is named Office Jim. Uh, first up run at Mooney Valley in an on-paced race was quite good. Settled sort of second last there and to come wide on the turn, but ran on quite well against the pattern. Um, he's a very consistent horse. He's won three of 18, but placed in nine others. And um, the first up run indicates he's come back in good touch. They find no easier race second up. Um, from the better draw here, I think he'll settle closer in running and um, look, is the one to beat for mines. So that's the best of the card. Race two, number three. The value comes up in race six and with another award again. Uh, I was quite keen on her last start. She just had no luck at a key stage. Had to sort of shift course a couple of times in the straight. Um, it was a bit of a forget run off a good run first up. Uh, third up here, drawn drawn to get a soft run. She'll just need luck at the right time. She's certainly good enough. She's won um, some pretty decent races in her past. And look, I think this is a, a nice race for a third up. I think she can atone for the... A luckless uh, effort last start. Race six, number eight, another award, my best value. Joel, any thoughts on Adelaide? No, nothing for me there, Barks. All right, we move in to Doombin and uh, no black type there, but big fields throughout the day. Daniel, what's uh, our best play up there? I'm going to go Aiden's field in race six. First leg of the quaddy, um, set weights, conditions of the race looks quite well in at 55 and a half kilos. She was no match for Asami first up. That horse was well rated up on the speed and, and kicked clear. It was a deserved win. Um, but Aiden's field chased hard into second, a clear second there. And the key now is up to 1,200 metres. It's certainly her best distance. Um, she's drawn ideally in barrier three and um, sticks a lot of boxes, Aiden's field. I think plenty of punters will come for her on Saturday. And I mean, even at the 260 right now, I think that's a really good price for us. She's the best of the day. Uh, the value comes up in the last, a monster field, 24, 16 and eight emergencies. So there'll be 16 running likely. And Starler, I think, is one near 20 to one is over the odds. Very classy mare on a day. Um, she ran on well in the fourth last start. That was an open handicap grade. She's back to a benchmark 85. She's drawn well. She'll settle around midfield, but there's plenty of speed here. And with the big field, I think every horse will, um, will certainly get it near its chance. And, Make sure we're running on, and with even life, we'll take some take some um, holding out. Fifty seven kilos. Her form in stakes company last prep uh, reads well for a race like this. So um, big field in the last, but I think she's well over the odds. Starla race nine, number eleven. Joel, any thoughts in Brisbane? Uh, yes, uh, race four, number five, Lechbard. Uh, Daniel was just speaking about I think uh, she'll be winning and can stake her claim for um, a sneaky shot at the Oaks in a couple of weeks Well speaking of Oaks there is an Oaks going on at Ascot on Saturday it is the WA Oaks uh, but before they run that which is race 8 uh, they run race 7 which is the Mel Vista Stakes the Schweppes Mel Vista Stakes uh, which is kind of the uh, well, it's kind of Colts and Gelding's equivalent, but uh, these ones obviously are leading up to the WA Derby. Uh, it's over 2,200 metres. Tricks of the trade, colours lowered last time. And uh, indeed, our man in Perth, Greg Hooper, has his doubts about whether the extra distance here is uh, going to be a good thing for Tricks of the trade. So he's gone for number 10, Alaskan God, uh, who is in fact the favourite here. In fact, Tricks of the trade, the days of him being in red figures are gone. He's six bucks. Uh, constant, uh, sorry, uh, Alaskan God to beat um, Rocker Rory, uh, Rocker Nori, I should say, Tricks of the Trade and Pale Rider for Hoops. So that's 10, 2, 1, and 4. And the WA Oaks is a group three over 2,400, obviously. And that's race eight. And there's a fairly warm favourite here in Constant Dreaming, which is Hoops' selection to beat uh, the Grant Williams uh, Bill Peters pair. Arcadia Gem and Mrs. America for Kiora Jewel for fourth. So one, ten, three, and six. Earlier in the day, Joel, across the Tasman, they are racing at Tauranga and Rickerton. Yeah, uh, there's black type action at both cards. Uh, Tauranga, first of all, my best is race five, number seven, Diamond Pegasus, former. Uh, well, Aussie and then Hong Kong Galloper. I think he won a race with Tony McAvoy and went to Hong Kong and ran some good races, was a, was a winner over there. 
but now in New Zealand, and I thought he was very good first start there. He gave a good side out in front, just knocked up late. As with a lot of those um, former Hong Kong gallopers, I find they come back to New Zealand, they really appreciate the wet tracks. Uh, I think he'll uh, get through the ground here. And if he does, he'll be hard to beat. Uh, my value bet comes up in race six. It's number five, Mont Ventoux. He'll get better as the prep gets a bit deeper, but he just loves testing ground. And well, it was a heavy 11 today, and I, I don't think it's going to get much dry. They raced on the track last Sunday. It was very wet. And this bloke won first up last prep at big odds when he got wet ground. And he had a massive weight there. He's on the minimum here, 54. So I think uh, he's worth a look on uh, his preferred conditions. And down on the South Island at Rickerton, my best is race five, number six, seriously. Runner up at three of his past five. He's knocking on the door. This is probably the easiest race he's contested for a while. And he's quite well in at the weights, just two above the minimum. So I think he can knock up a deserved win. And my value bet is in the group three there, race eight, number seven, La Power. Dropped back in distance two starts ago. That was against. Last time out was very good. Just hoping they can get a bit of pace on to suit because probably settles in the back half of the field. She usually does. Um, they've all got 55 kilos here. She's dropping in weight, but she, you know, she's probably not well placed at the set weights with a, a couple of those up the top. But she's got a bit of room for improvement and is worth a look each way. Alrighty, that wraps up a massive Saturday of racing around Australasia and uh, brings us to our best $20 bet for the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Well, Joel, we threw down the gauntlet to you to uh, break your drought last week, and you did it, albeit not at any huge price with uh, Mizzou, but uh, you got your confidence back, and you are now ready to get on the roll. So what's it to be this week? Yep, let's keep it going. Uh, we'll go with another favourite, a little bit better odds than Mizzou, but uh, I think she'll win, and that's in Brisbane. Not uh, not usually my territory, but um, race four, number five, Lechbart. I think uh, she'll... Win, she comes out of that Kimberley Grange Classic and she wants 2,000 metres. And importantly, blinkers go on. She was very good with the blinkers on last prep. So I think she'll win, come back to Sydney and uh, run a cheeky race in the Oaks in a fortnight. Yeah, Doombin as well for me, Barks. Uh, race six, uh, Aiden's field looks really well placed in that field. All right, well, with Joel going to Brisbane, I will be taking uh, his certainty in Melbourne or, well, near certainty, there's only one possible danger and I speak about uh, Mornington race two number one Yaki Ishi that wraps up the podcast for another week leaves us only to remind you to pick up if you haven't already jeez uh, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't have got that excited about the uh, about the end of the podcast uh, but uh, anyway yeah, pick up your winning post if you haven't, haven't already it is uh, out now as we speak to you online uh and it is in shops first thing Friday morning, $5.50 form for the Valley's big finale on Friday night. All the usual Saturday and Sunday form. Plenty of, plenty of great reading besides. Have a great weekend, listeners. Back plenty of winners, and we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.